Welcome to Center Ice, the Hockey Alberta podcast, home to all things hockey in our great province. Now, here's your host, Ted Emmett. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Center Ice podcast and our final episode of 2021 at that. I am your host, Ted Emmett. Thank you for joining us once again. And it is the holiday season and in the hockey world, there's one holiday tradition that creates excitement across the country every year and now in Alberta, particularly this year. So, of course, with the 2022 World Junior Championship about to kick off in Red Deer and Edmonton, this episode is going to have a really heavy World Junior focus with three fantastic interviews lined up for this one. I'm not sure if we've ever had three before, so that's pretty exciting as well. And, hey, the day I'm recording this, it's Jersey Day, so we can't really see it, uh, especially if you're just listening online. But I am wearing a Team Alberta jersey for Jersey Day to kind of build the excitement around the world juniors so yeah I'm excited hopefully you are as well first off we're going to hear from Team Canada forward Ridley Gregg one of the seven Team Alberta alumni suiting up for Canada at this year's world junior so on that note before we go any further a huge congratulations to Ridley as well as Sebastian Cosa, Jake Neighbors, Dylan Gunther, Caden Gooley, Ronan Seeley and Olin Zellweger who all have the incredible opportunity to represent their country at the World Juniors in their home province. So it was really cool to get the chance to speak with one of the players about that. Then, to give you a break from hearing my voice, Kevin Strybosch, who is a huge part of the World Junior celebration from both a Hockey Alberta standpoint and as a volunteer, sat down with Riley Wichar, the Executive Director of the 2022 World Juniors, uh, to give an inside look at what it takes to run an event of this magnitude. And they actually did that live on location. Well, not live, but it was in person, on location at the PB March Centrum in Red Deer, so that's a pretty cool one. And... I was lucky enough to speak with Winnipeg Jets defenseman Josh Morrissey, who played for Canada not once, but twice at the World Juniors, winning a gold medal in 2015, and he had some great memories to share from those experiences. So, with all that said, let's get right to our first interview. All right, so we are lucky enough now to be joined by a current member of Team Canada's World Junior squad. He's a Team Alberta alumni and a first-round draft pick of the Ottawa Senators, so Ridley Gregg. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. So first off, obviously, congratulations on being named to Team Canada. A huge honor. And I know right now you're really in the midst of getting ready for the tournament when we're recording this interview just a few days away from pre-competition. Can you take us through the process a little bit from the start of training camp to, I guess, where you are right now getting ready to to get things going? Yeah, obviously... uh... The, the first little bit was just getting selected to the camp, which which is obviously still a great honor. And then uh, there's two practices, two games, which uh, I didn't play in those. But And then the team was made after that, which uh, when you get uh, the opportunity to play for Team Canada, it's pretty cool. You know, you, you watch it when you're growing up from Christmas time, New Year's, you always, you're always watching as a kid. So such a great honor to, to put on the Maple Leaf. So I'm looking forward to it. And not a bad week for you either, because I know right now you're actually, as you're speaking with us, you're out in Banff uh, doing a little bit of pre-competition, some team training, team bonding. Uh, what's that been like so far? I know maybe not as new to you being from Alberta, but probably still a, a really cool experience to get to take in with the team. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. Actually, it's good kind of team builder. It's uh so beautiful here we went to lake louise there yesterday yesterday which uh, i had never been uh surprisingly but uh geez it was it was unreal uh quite the view from from that hotel there but uh yeah it was pretty cool and you know you're getting to know 
getting to know the guys uh, and the connections pretty well here. So yeah, it's been fun. And seven Albertans on the team this year, which is pretty amazing. Uh, all seven of you are Team Alberta alumni, and five of you actually played together on the same team at the WHL Cup in 2017. So with this being such a whirlwind process, you know, short-term competition, you have to come together really quickly. How much has it helped you having some people on the team that you have those pre-existing relationships with? Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Uh, you know, obviously when you go to these camps and you don't know too many, too many guys here, maybe a little bit shy at first but uh i obviously i knew these guys pretty well from the years past either playing against them in alberta or playing in that tournament or some other tournaments together uh yeah it just makes it so much easier and you're way more comfortable uh, and kind of can be yourself around the room and everything so yeah it's pretty nice and you already mentioned about the honor of, of playing for your country and this year you know you get to play in canada but not only that you get to play in your home province you grew up in lethbridge probably lots of family down there being able to come out what does that mean for you that's a, a very rare opportunity to get to play in your home province at the world juniors unreal it's unreal yeah obviously to have it in edmonton red deer it's quite a short drive for my family and uh, you know they've they've kind of said their congrats to me and everything and are pretty pretty proud of me uh so it's gonna be pretty cool for to, to have them uh watch me uh, throughout the tournament which is just unreal to have it here and there's 12 players from the western hockey league on the team uh including four of your fellow albertans actually all play together on the edmonton oil kings uh, is it a little weird now getting used to calling them your teammates after spending a couple seasons facing off against them or is it kind of like an on-off switch when it comes to short-term competition yeah it's a little bit of both it's a little bit of an on-off but uh you know usually you're competing against them and hating on the guy the whole game uh through in the western hockey league but uh you know, it's pretty cool to be on the other side of it and to be together facing on the other team, uh, which is nice. Obviously, these guys are such good players here. It's just unreal to play and be on the ice with these guys. Uh, but uh, to kind of be on the other side of it and play together uh, for a couple games, it's, it's pretty cool. And this isn't your first experience with short-term competition or even your first time representing Canada as you played in the Halinka Gretzky Cup. But even going back now to the Alberta Cup, uh, playing for Team Alberta at the WHL Cup, how did those experiences uh, when you were a little younger, uh, really just uh, trying to make your way through your hockey career, how did all that help you prepare you for really what's to come at the World Juniors? Yeah, it helps so much. Uh, throw a U16 and U17 and U18 uh kind of learn kind of the process all, all the way building up to this tournament i think uh, i think that's really what it's built for is just to kind of end it off at this tournament and uh, you know just to have those opportunities and those experiences has, has uh, helped me quite a bit uh, and should help kind of going into this tournament here and a, a tournament filled with NHL prospects and draft prospects, I think, is is one of the reasons why fans love it so much. Is it's really a a first look at the the up and coming players in the NHL. Uh, you yourself, being a former first round draft pick of the Ottawa Senators, uh, even though you've played a couple of games of professional hockey already in the American Hockey League, uh, do you look at the World Juniors as a big opportunity to to show what you can do against really the best of the best and kind of make that next step? Yeah, yeah, I think for sure. Uh, obviously, it's pretty fortunate to to be here and to be playing with good players and and against them. Uh, it's pretty cool just to kind of see what every country is about and other players. Uh, but to kind of just play here and you know get get another notice with the fans and everything, it's, it's kind of just another uh, sort of mindset in your head. I think uh, U.S. Uh, with Jake Sanderson there, uh, it's pretty cool to play against him too. Uh, I know we've had a co- couple of battles growing up, but just to play against him, I'm kind of looking forward to it. 
And speaking of the fans, I think we all know last year's tournament was really unique in the fact it was completely played in a bubble in Edmonton with no fans. So definitely a different experience for everyone, especially the players. So this year, uh, even though there's uh, the teams still have to bubble and there's a lot of precautions in place, there will be fans. So how excited are you for that to to get to play in front of fans? Yeah, extremely excited. Uh, that's kind of been the main kind of topic lately with the guys here talking about the fans. Uh, you know, last year with the bubble and everything, how fans can be there, they kind of feel like this year is just going to be kind of explosive and everyone's going to come. So just to play in, in front of a crowd like that is just going to be unreal. Uh, the guys have been talking about it this whole week here. So we're, uh, we're really excited for it. And uh, not to build on the pressure, but really playing for Team Canada at the World Juniors, there is a lot of pressure. There's a history of winning there again. And even going back to your previous experience, but kind of how are you uh, either dealing with that pressure or embracing the pressure? Or is it uh, kind of for the whole team, not really on your mind and just going in and doing what you do? Yeah, I think for these first couple of weeks, it hasn't really been on my mind too too far. But uh, I'm sure as I get closer to the tournament and the games, uh, the pressure might set on a little bit more. Uh, but honestly, I, I couldn't be more confident in our group here. Uh, we got a really good team and kind of just playing with these guys. I'm really looking forward to it and excited. And last one for you. Uh, you, you do have the NHL bloodlines. Your dad, Mark, had a, a lengthy professional hockey career, spent nearly a decade in the National Hockey League, still involved in the game as a scout for the Philadelphia Flyers. So have you... Uh, leaned on him a lot for advice uh, not only going into the world juniors but really as you've moved through your hockey career yeah yeah for sure he's kind of been my main piece uh, who's kind of developed me throughout these years and I lean on him quite a bit after games you know we chit chat I always phone him after the games uh, whether he watch it or not he's always got something to say and just kind of little tips and tricks here and there uh, so he's uh he's, de- he's definitely been uh, pretty helpful throughout the way and throughout my career All right. Well, Ridley, we won't keep you any longer. This, as you mentioned, this is kind of your day off. Uh, We really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview, though, right in the middle of team training, right before the tournament. I don't think we actually really imagined we'd be able to get a a current Team Canada player uh, for this latest podcast episode. So again, we really appreciate it. Thank you for doing this. And of course, all the best to you and Team Canada going into the World Juniors here. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And a huge thanks again to Ridley Gregg for that. As I mentioned, we weren't sure if we'd be able to land a current player or not for this episode, given the timing. So big thanks to him as well as Hockey Canada for helping us line that up. And hey, let's keep things rolling here. So now we're going to go to the PV March Centrium for Kevin Strybosch's sit down with Riley Wichar. Welcome into the PV Mart Centrium in Red Deer, which along with Rogers Place in Edmonton will be one of the host venues for the 2022 IIHF World Junior Hockey Championship, where we are joined by the executive director of the tournament, Riley Wuchar. Riley, I know this is a, a really crazy time for you, so I really appreciate you taking some time to join us today. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me. So first off, uh, this is the second year in a row now where the World Juniors are being hosted in Canada which was not by design. So can you just talk to us a little bit about the process to get to this point? For sure, yeah. It definitely wasn't by design. Uh, Originally, we were supposed to host the 2021 World Junior Championship uh, in Red Deer and Edmonton. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we had to uh, turn that event into a bubble in one city, one facility. So as a result, last year, we actually hosted it in Edmonton. And then we're able to get the event back again this year to really give fans a chance to see it because last year, unfortunately, with no fans, uh, it was a great event, but we wanted people to have a chance to see it live. So through a lot of hard work and a lot of relationships, we were able to uh, get it back this year and look forward to having fans in the stands. Yeah, perfect. You mentioned the the bubble there. I know as Canadians, we 
view this tournament as kind of a holiday tradition. Usually when we're hosting the tournament, uh, the buildings are packed. The atmosphere is crazy. So what was it like being in the bubble last year with no fans? It was honestly surreal um, to watch a live game with no noise outside of we had a background soundtrack that, you know, we piped through the TV so you could, it sounded like there was fans there. But it reminded me of watching minor hockey in a way because there was just, you know, broadcast people, IHF staff, Hockey Canada staff, and that was it. So definitely a unique experience. Um, one, hopefully we don't have to replicate again, but uh, I'm happy we did it and did it kind of in a safe manner and were able to award gold medals on January 5th. Looking towards the tournament this year, what does it mean for the tournament to be back in two cities, two host venues with fans in the building? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. We, um, you know, one of our biggest regrets was not being able to have this event in Red Deer last year. So to be able to come back here, uh, have fans in the stands, I think it's something that people have been waiting for for three years since we announced this tournament. Um, and then to be able to do that in Edmonton too and really showcase that facility and that city, it just, it's what the World Juniors is all about, having two great host cities. People can travel to both and see their favorite teams and uh, really just kind of showcase Alberta, which is the true intent of what we wanted to do originally. And what should fans be looking for in terms of timelines for the tournament? So we're obviously about a week or so away from pre-competition here. Uh, so what should they be looking for in terms of when teams are arriving, when the pre-comp starts, and then when the actual tournament itself starts? Yeah, so we're, we're started right now. We've started uh, building out the facilities. What you see behind us here is starting in the background to be upgraded. Teams arrive on the 15th, all from Europe. So all teams arrive into uh, Edmonton and then make their way down to Red Deer. Pre-competition starts on the 19th, and we've got games between Gary W. Harris Center, PV Mart Center, uh, Rogers Place. Um, there's 11 pre-competition games taking place. And then the event kicks off on Boxing Day, which is the, the traditional day for that. So lots of hockey between now and uh, the actual event. And um, a lot of hard work from volunteers just getting things organized and ready to go. Obviously, with this tournament, Team Canada is the main draw um, for most fans attending the games. Uh, and this year, both cities have the chance to see Canada. Canada will be in Red Deer here for the pre-tournament and then have their preliminary round up in Edmonton there. But what can we expect from some of the international teams that are coming? I think, I mean, for one, the pool in Red Deer is unbelievable. Um, you know, you've got, you got the U.S., which is the defending champions here. Um, you're going to get to see Sweden. Uh, you're going to get to see Russia. So the competition's uh, unbelievable. Canada's obviously the favorite, but I think every team has a legitimate chance to win. And then the beauty of the World Juniors is, you know, communities adopt a team usually. So in Vancouver and Victoria it was Kazakhstan. That was kind of the underdog. And the, the city of Victoria kind of took them under their wing and cheered them on. Denmark back in 2015 and Toronto was kind of the same thing. So, you know, I think the Germanys, the Austrias of the world, um, they're going to maybe win some games and surprise a few people. So to me, it's, it's the best hockey there is. And I think coming out to see any of the games is just an absolute thrill for people. And with any major event like this, the hockey is obviously uh, the main draw, but there's also lots of stuff happening outside of just what's happening on the ice. So uh, can you just give us some information on what's going to be happening around Edmonton and Red Deer away from the games? 
Yeah, that's that's the other neat part about this event is that um, even if you don't have a chance to attend in person or have a ticket to the game, uh, we want people to be involved. So, you know, in Red Deer, right next door to the arena, we're hosting the Ice Barn, which is our fan fest. There's going to be giant screens. All the games are going to be on TV. People can come have something to eat, something to drink. We've got seven concerts through SiriusXM that we're doing. So, and it's free. So, you know, people in Red Deer have a chance to come out and check out the event without you know, watching a game if they don't want to. And then in Edmonton, the plaza right out front of Rogers Place, they're going to animate that. So there's going to be the games on the big screens. They're going to be fan giveaways, some activations. So, you know, similar to Red Deer, uh, really a cool spot for people to come hang out and check things out. And then the other cool thing this year, we're doing the World Junior Virtual Experience. So if you're not here in person or you're not in Alberta, um, you can buy a ticket and check out our 3D environment where people can interact with other fans, play games, check out stats, and actually watch a live show every day, which is something we're we're trying this year. So we're trying to find ways people can get involved. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to share this with as many people as possible. That's awesome. So one neat feature this year that was part of kind of the lead up into the tournament was the World Junior Trophy Tour, where communities were able to bid or apply uh, to host the World Junior Trophy in their community leading into the event to kind of create some excitement. Uh, They were given tickets and swag to hand out and basically created a hockey event for one weekend leading into the tournament. Do you want to just touch on that and how that created a, an exciting atmosphere for communities that might not be near Edmonton or Red Deer, but create a whole buzz around the entire province. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was a great, uh, great idea that came together with partnership with you guys at Hockey Alberta. Our goal, again, is always to try and expand the reach of the tournament. And this was one of the ways that we could do that. So going to different communities with the trophy, showcasing that, seeing kids have a chance to play for the trophy, and, you know, just get the community involved. It's probably the first time a lot of these communities have been able to do anything for the last two years as a, as a community. So this was kind of that catalyst to bring minor hockey back and to really showcase the event throughout the province. You know, we went to places like Frog Lake and Canmore. We're back in Edmonton and Red Deer to finish it up next weekend. And just being able to go on the road with that trophies, uh, it's going to be a very cool memory for a lot of people. So we're thankful for what you guys did to put that together. And, um, you know, it's just another nice legacy piece that we're able to showcase as part of this whole world juniors. Yeah. I I was lucky enough to be able to go to most of these trophy tour events. And I, I have to say that all of them just, they completely knocked it out of the park. I think they completely gathered the spirit of what we were trying to go for. So they, uh, they had ball hockey tournaments, regular ice hockey tournaments. Um, they did feature games around some of their junior teams and different things like that. Uh, one of the communities didn't even have their ice in, but they just created a, an off-ice festival, all celebrating the world juniors, celebrating hockey, and celebrating having the trophy in their community. So for me personally, to be able to go to these communities and see how appreciative and how excited they were to get this trophy and get this opportunity, it was really awesome for me to see as well. So I would add to that and say like the people you're probably able to meet on that tour and just to be back in touch with those minor hockey associations and I got a few comments from you know even groups that I I believe one community had a parade where they put a float in for the world juniors as part of that so I think it's amazing the fact that you're able to go to those communities too is just is such a fantastic thing so thanks for doing that yeah no problem that was white court they incorporated the trophy they built a float and put the trophy on uh, on their parade float for their Santa Claus parade at the beginning of December so that one was was awesome it was a little chilly that day in white court but 
we, we made it through. So it was awesome. Um, my last one here for you is how can fans purchase tickets or get involved? Uh, and is there anything else that you want to just share about the tournament coming up? Yeah, tickets are on sale now. So all single games are available. Um, Pre-competition, single games for the event. HockeyCanada.ca um, is where you can find ticket information. And they're reasonably priced. I mean, you can get in the building for pretty cheap. So uh, we're encouraging people to buy whatever they can and come support all the countries. And really just, you know, thanks to all our partners. You know, you guys at Hockey Alberta have been fantastic leading our trophy tour throughout the province and and supporting on the volunteer side. and um, we're just really excited to get going where it's been a long time and to have fans back is going to be great. So yeah, thanks to the city of Red Deer and uh, city of Edmonton for their support too. Yeah, I know I'm really looking forward to it and getting to watch a few games and be a part of it. So I think the uh, experience is going to be awesome for for everyone involved. Uh, so once again, I just want to say thank you for taking some time to chat with us today. Uh, your life is sounds like it's pretty wild right now. So once again, thank you and good luck with everything with the tournament this year. Anytime. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks again to Kevin and Riley for that one. Lots of great information on the upcoming World Junior Championship, or I guess depending on when you listen to it, it could be the past World Junior Championship. But either way, a great interview, uh, a really cool inside look there on what it takes to run that tournament. And always nice to get to do those in-person interviews on location as well. Before we get to our third and final guest, as always, it's time to take a look at what's going on around the province. So here's what you need to know. And let's start with the obvious stuff here because it's basically all world juniors all the time in Edmonton and central Alberta from basically when this podcast comes out until the gold medal game on January 5th. So if you do happen to listen to this episode on time, here's a couple more things that might catch your interest. The Lord Co. Road to World Juniors kicks off on Sunday, December 19th with 11 pre-competition games, including three hosted right here, the Gary W. Harris Center at Red Deer Polytechnic, hosted by Hockey Alberta. That goes on December 20th, 21st, and 23rd. Tickets to those games are just $10 each, or you can get all three games for $25. So a very affordable, intimate way to take in some World Junior action before Christmas. And you can head to hockeyalberta.ca or rdptickets.universitytickets.com to get yours now. And Central Alberta will have a chance to see Canada play as they're at the PV Mart Centrum for a pair of pre-comp games on December 19th and 20th before heading to Edmonton for their final tune-up game on December 22nd. And for all the ticketing information on all 11 of those Lord Co. Road to World Juniors games, you can head to hockeyalberta.ca or hockeycanada.ca. And on that note, a reminder to keep an eye out for Hockey Canada's online 50-50 draws, which occur during every Canada game. The first is already underway by the time this episode goes live and runs progressively right through the Lord Co. Road to World Juniors with the draw happening on December 23rd. Uh, And the proceeds, once again, are going back to support grassroots hockey in Alberta. And there are eight more that'll happen after that before January 6th. So make sure you check out HockeyAlberta.ca or Hockey Alberta or Hockey Canada on social media for more details on all those draws. And as a reminder, you must be over the age of 18 and an Albertan resident to purchase those. And speaking of grassroots hockey, lots of buzz around the province as Hockey Alberta has announced the host communities for the 2022 Provincial Championships presented by ATB Financial. For obvious reasons, it's been a couple of years since we last had provincials in Alberta, so 
very exciting to announce the hosts of the 29 championships that will happen in March and April. For a full list of those host communities, head to haprovincials.ca. And after going all virtual last year, Female Hockey Day returns to the ice in 2022 as Lloyd Minster will be the host on Saturday, January 29th. The event encourages female players, parents, coaches, and supporters of all ages to gather for the development, growth, and celebration of the female game. Communities around the province are encouraged to take part in the celebration as well and host their own Female Hockey Day events, with the Hockey Alberta Foundation actually offering a $1,000 Every Kid Every Community grant for up to 10 associations who do want to host an event. The deadline to apply for a grant is December 31st. You can head to hockeyalberta.ca for more information on that. And a huge congratulations to the 73, that's right, 73 Albertans who are registered in Hockey Canada or Hockey Alberta sanctioned programming who were selected at the 2021 Western Hockey League draft back on December 9th. Defenseman Charlie Ellick was the first Albertan off the board as he was selected third overall by the Brandon Wheat Kings with three more recent team Albertans, Merrick Howell, Tristan Doyle and Captain Caleb Hadland also going in the first round. For the full list of Albertans drafted, head to HockeyAlberta.ca. And that's what you need to know. As always, for more information on any of the aforementioned subjects, head to HockeyAlberta.ca. With us now is a Calgary product who's gone from Springbank minor hockey to a steady presence on the Winnipeg Jets blue line in the NHL after they selected him 13th overall in 2013. He was part of Team Alberta's bronze medal squad at the 2011 Canada Winter Games and has represented Canada on seven occasions, which includes gold medals at the 2012 IIHF World U18 Championship and Ivan Hlinka Memorial Tournament. And of course, he suited up twice for Canada at the World Junior Championships in 2014 and 2015, winning gold in 2015, while also being named to the World Junior First All-Star Team. So Josh Morrissey, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Hey, thank you very much for having me. First off, as we're now well into the holiday season, we get to this time of year, there's always lots of buzz in the hockey world as we get closer to the World Juniors. So as a full-time NHLer now, is it still something you you and your teammates look forward to every year? And really, do you get reminiscent of it at this time of year as well for your World Junior days? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's such a special tournament. Um, and obviously, as you mentioned, uh, you know, having had the you know honor of playing in the tournament twice and uh, winning a gold medal. I mean, it's it's um, something I look back on with such fond memories. You know, on so many levels uh, for me as a Canadian. You know, memories of you know watching uh, you know the tournament with my my grandparents, my parents, my dad. Um, you know, on Boxing Day and and throughout the holidays. And you know, from I don't know even the time I was maybe five or, or six years old. I mean, as long as I can remember the holidays, I can remember watching the World Juniors. So it just, it's always been a part of, of my uh, career and, and my sort of life and dream of, you know, eventually playing in the tournament and to actually, you know, have been able to achieve that and on two occasions. And, you know, certainly the second occasion playing in Canada um, in front of, uh, you know, our hometown, home uh, country fans, you know, it's just, it's, there's really nothing else like it. It's such a special tournament at that age in your career. And yeah, my teammates and I, we still, you know, have friendly banter about it, whether it's fellow Canadians, guys that have played in it, you know, different years, some guys younger and older, maybe they couldn't get the job done. Or I guess, 
fortunately for me, I kind of, you know, have the bragging rights that I was able to, you know, our, our, our year was able to get it done and, and get the gold. And then of course, amongst other countries, uh, you know, I think on our team, we've, you know, got the American guys, the Russian guys, Finnish guys. Um, you know, I don't know if we have any Swedes right now, Danish guys. So, I mean, you know, it's always on in the room, uh, highlights and whatnot. And, um, you know, certainly, uh, a little bit of friendly banter here and there when, when our countries are playing one another. So yeah, it's just such a great, uh, tournament and, you know, during a great time of the year. So you answered a whole bunch of my questions there in one answer. So you, you've obviously done this before, but uh, with, with the World Juniors being hosted in Canada every second year, as you mentioned, you had the opportunity to play in Toronto and Montreal in 2015. You also played in Sweden overseas in 2014. But this year now there's seven Albertans on the team who not only get to play in Canada, uh, but also get to play in Alberta in their home province. So uh, and you already touched on what it means to you what it meant to you uh, to be able to play in Canada. What do you think it means to those players to get to play now in their home province as well, which is a, a pretty rare thing? Yeah, no, I, I apologize for answering a bunch of questions there. As, as you can tell, it's uh, something I get pretty excited about talking about the World Juniors and you know my experience at the tournament and whatnot. So uh, it's definitely not your standard uh, hockey uh, two-sentence answer that you get in between periods for me. But um, yeah, you know what? It, it, it's it's I can only imagine how special it is um, for those guys. I mean, as you mentioned, my first uh, go-round was in Sweden and, you know, it was a totally different experience. Obviously, you're away from home, you know, for much of sort of December and, and we were in Europe for a few weeks prior to the tournament even beginning. So, it's still awesome. You get to spend a lot of time with your teammates and, and whatnot, but you're away from home. And um, although we did have a pretty heavy uh, Canadian uh, fan presence come over and, and watch us um, and support us, uh, obviously you're, you're not on home soil. So, you know, it's a little bit different. And then, you know, the next year being in Canada, uh, Toronto, Montreal, uh, it is, it is just that much more, you know, crazy. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it was, it was insane. I mean, looking back at some of the, the footage of the fans, uh, at our games and how loud it was, the intensity and excitement, you know, it's just another level. So again, I can't even imagine what that would be like to, uh, as a player do that, not only in Canada, but in your home province. And as an Albertan, it's nice to see that, uh, you know, hockey in Alberta is producing that many great players that are basically among the best in Canada and to have seven representing, uh, Canada and, and Alberta and, uh, minor hockey associations that they came from within the province. Um, that's pretty special. And uh, again, to have the tournament in Alberta, even it's the cherry on top. So it's good to see that um, what we're doing in the province for hockey is is producing high-end players. And all seven of those players, just like yourself too, are Team Alberta alumni. Five of them actually played together at a WHL Cup and two also played together at the 2019 Canada Winter Games, which I think is a, a it's a really great brag for Alberta. I don't think you see that too often. And you had some Alberta ties uh, on the team both years when you played as well. You were also able to suit up with former Canada Winter Games teammates, Eric Comrie and Dylan Hetherington. Uh, you had some other Team Alberta alumni from other years on the team as well and a few fellow Winnipeg draft picks and WHL teammates. So how did having all of those kind of pre-existing relationships really help you and your teammates come together in a really short period of time? Because you do have to build those relationships uh, very quickly when it comes to short-term competition. 
Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think, you know, sort of through all of those events, I think, you know, really the first one being the Alberta Cup, you know, way back uh, sort of at the end of my uh, second year of Bantam, just before uh, the Bantam draft. And you sort of start going, you know, through the, the, you know, the Hockey Alberta summer camps. And, you know, obviously then, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, U16, um, you know, U17 with Team Pacific, which with a bunch of the guys from Alberta, uh, U18s, and everything's kind of working towards World Juniors, which is obviously for good reason, uh, you know, the goal of, I, I feel, you know, all the kids going through the system sort of under the Hockey Canada and Hockey Alberta uh, umbrella, you know, the world juniors and amateur, you know, amateur hockey is, you know, I feel it's the biggest event until you turn pro. And uh, it's, you know, one of the few tournaments where, you know, obviously you get that caliber of player and players that are, you know, some maybe in the NHL or on the cusp of being NHL stars playing, uh, you know, all together. So I think it's sort of the culmination of, of that sort of uh, those years of playing in those, on those teams and in those tournaments. I mean, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Eric Comrie, I think we played together, you know, U16, 17, 18 world juniors, We've played together in the minors uh, with the Manitoba Moose. And then uh, now we're together again here uh, with the Winnipeg Jets and NHL. Um, and we actually uh, went to a world championships uh, with Canada a number of years back as well. So, you know, it's pretty cool when you can kind of experience those tournaments and make friendships. You know, he's, for example, I'm getting married next summer and he's uh, uh, one of my groomsmen. And I wouldn't have known him throughout, you know, if it wasn't for... Uh, you know, that process. So, um, you know, it's pretty cool the connections you can make. And as you said, I think uh, once you get to the World Juniors, it's um, basically a month from the time you arrive at the training camp until, you know, the gold medal game. And the better you can know everybody from past experience, I think, um, you know, puts you uh, ahead of the competition and in, in forming that sort of team bond. Yeah, you know, we always say how small the hockey world is, and that's a, that's a really cool example of of just that. And on that note, too, you you kind of alluded to the fact, you know, that the the World Juniors are a great opportunity for those those young prospects who are looking to make the NHL, or even in the case of some players, like uh, a guy you played with, I think his name's Connor McDavid. Uh, he was your teammate both years, actually, and in his case, uh, you know, it was his chance to really show why he was such a highly touted draft prospect but for yourself you know how did those two years at the world juniors now you you've been drafted by winnipeg you have a chance to to show your stuff how did that help prepare you to make the jump to professional hockey yeah i mean um i think for me it was uh you know an opportunity to play against the best competition sort of your age at at any of those tournaments and certainly um you know on a on a big stage when it comes to the world juniors um you know up until that point in time you know i had played some some pro experience the year prior uh in the ahl um with the saint john's ice caps and we uh had a pretty good playoff run, but, uh, you know, I never really had played in front of, you know, a 20,000 fan arena with, uh, you know, everybody going crazy. And, you know, I played some NHL preseason games, but obviously, you know, preseason, there's nothing on the line compared to talking about trying to win a gold medal. So I think just that experience of playing under, you know, a lot of pressure and, and, uh, basically having to, you know, find a way to prepare and bring your best stuff. And, uh, it's a short term competition. So, 
you know, there's no time to, uh, I guess, sort of go into a slump or have a few bad games. Um, if you have an off shift or, you know, you don't like a mistake that you make, you know, I think one of the biggest things is learning how to turn the page and move on and, you know, don't let it sort of turn into two mistakes or two bad shifts because, you know, there just simply isn't time for that in a tournament like that. So, uh, lots of things like that. I mean, you mentioned Connor McDavid, another, I think, great part of those tournaments is being able to play with, you know, guys of that caliber. I was able to play with him, you know, at three tournaments and, you know, kind of become friends, make a cool friendship with him and just see how, you know, talented uh, he is, what he could do with the puck. I mean, you know, you can't help but but learn when you're out there with guys like that and, you know, the other super talented players that uh, I was able to play with at those tournaments. So, you know, there's so many things you can learn from, improve on in your game. And when you're out there with the best, it only makes you better. So uh, I look back with, uh, you know, as I, as I said, I gained a lot of experience and knowledge and, you know, improved a, a ton at, at, at my world junior experiences. Yeah, I can only imagine as a defenseman, you'd much rather play with Connor McDavid or players like that than against him. I, I also, I can't imagine the pressure of playing for Team Canada at the World Juniors and uh, a huge history of success there. And sorry to, to bring up the past a bit, but going back to 2014, when things really didn't go Canada's way, you lost 2-1 in the bronze medal game, uh, just narrowly missed out on the podium, you lost to Russia. Uh, but then the next year, with a handful of returning players, including yourself, you did exact your revenge on Russia in the finals to win gold. So how did that adversity from 2014 help you and the other returning players come back the next year, knowing really what it would take to go all the way and win gold? Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough. You know, as you said, it was, you know, the expectation as a Canadian and and rightfully so is uh, win gold or anything less is really, you know, a disappointment. And um, obviously, you know, there's things that are out of your control. And, you know, sometimes uh, you have to give credit to the other great hockey countries out there that, you know, are, are producing obviously great players as well but at the same time that's the expectation in Canada you know I have those big events to win so it was disappointing it was tough um certainly uh you know we kind of spoke with the returning players a number of times you know in that sort of year in between at the summer uh, camp and various occasions and I think there was a real sort of sense of unfinished business amongst us and I think you know obviously there we put together the hockey Canada put together a pretty talented roster and we just went in with a ton of confidence. We played, uh, you know, loose and, and, uh, you know, just with a lot of energy and excitement, we didn't try to, you know, worry about mistakes. We just, you know, don't think just go and be on your toes and play as fast as you can. And, uh, the message from the coaches, I think from day one was, you know, let's play at a higher pace than we've ever played at individually before on our, you know, junior college teams and let's just go after it and see kind of what level of execution we can play at. And, you know, I think it, it pushed us. I think it helped me improve as a player. And I think it got the most out of our guys. And we uh, ended up having a pretty phenomenal tournament, you know, went through some adversity in, in the gold medal game. I think we were up uh, four or five, one and, you know, Russia kind of scored, I think two or three quick ones on us. So all of a sudden going in the third, it was five, four and the building, uh, was a little bit quiet and the dressing room was a little bit quiet, but our coaches came in and kind of kept things light. And, um, we went out there and, and really shut it down in the third and, uh, found a way to get it done. So, you know, I think it almost was not more meaningful, but I think, 
you know, we were, you know, I'm proud of the fact that, you know, we went through that adversity and basically under the spotlight of, you know, the country and we, we came out and just got back to focus and play our game in the third and, and uh, held it together. So that was uh, pretty cool. And certainly uh, singing the anthem and wearing the gold medal, you know, standing on the blue line, something I'll never forget. And so that obviously is a, a, a great memory for you and Canadians in, in general. I think anyone who follows the World Juniors remembers that game. We remember every gold medal game. So that moment aside, this might be a, a bit of a hard question to answer because you can hear the excitement in your voice when you talk about World Juniors. Uh, but do you have any any moment, whether it's a specific moment or just something about the World Juniors that stands out in your mind as a favorite memory? Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh... You know, there was a lot of different ones. Probably when the the final buzzer went and and we knew we you know won the gold. As I said, the third period was pretty. Uh, you know, we were defending a lot of it and trying to you know maintain that one goal lead. And I think if memory serves, they had a face off in our end, sort of with a few seconds left, and it was a bit of a scramble. And uh, just finally, when the you know buzzer went and we knew we won, it was. Just, you know, the culmination of so much work. And I think, uh, you know, I don't want to say relief, but there was just this feeling of, you know, we did it. And anyone who's won a championship knows sort of what that feeling is like. It's really unmatched, you know, because it's something that you accomplish with, you know, your teammates, you know, the sacrifices you had to make missing, you know, Christmas and a number of things and or whatever, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It just kind of comes to, to, uh, a point there. And, um, so I would say then I had a couple of nice individual plays, some goals and, you know, uh, scored on new year's Eve against the U S which was pretty cool. And, but I'd say just, yeah, winning the, winning the gold was, uh, and that moment when the buzzer went was, was something pretty darn special. Wow. And yeah, I could, as a hockey fan could sit here and and talk about world juniors with you for hours and we will wrap up here to let you go. So last one for you, as we go back now to to your Alberta roots. You came up playing minor hockey in Calgary. I played your elite hockey there as well, suiting up for the Calgary Royals. Uh, Went through the Team Alberta program, played Alberta Cup, played for Team Alberta. Uh, Then you went to Prince Albert and Kelowna to play in the Western Hockey League. But right from your minor hockey days to playing for Team Alberta, um, and even now still, how much do those Alberta roots mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it means everything to me. Uh, You know, it's, it's, you know, where I'm from, it's where I grew up. It's it's still where I call home in the off seasons in Calgary, you know, from the days out at, you know, out in Springbank at the Springbank Arena. It's where I started playing the game. Um, it's where I had my first practice, you know, and, and sort of outdoor rink, falling in love with the game as a, as a kid and spending so much time out there, you know, with my family, with my dad, all through the years onto the Royals. I mean, same thing, just so many great friends and friendships and memories on the ice, off the ice. And it's just uh, Alberta's a special place to me. It's like I said, it's where I'm from and it's, uh, it, I'm proud to be from Alberta. I'm proud to be from Calgary and, you know, again, playing for team Alberta, you know, a lot of those similar emotions, uh, that I would have felt, you know, on national level playing for Canada, you know, I felt, you know, the pride of being from Alberta and, and representing uh, our province. So, you know, it's always uh, a treat to go back there in, in the off season and, and go home and uh, be with uh, family and friends. And, you know, I certainly wouldn't, uh, you know, be where I'm at in my career without the starting points and, and large part of my, I guess, improvement in my career 
in, in Alberta and in, in Calgary. So very, very fond memories. And, you know, it's, it's where it all started for me. Oh, and that's a, a perfect note to end on because we will let you go. As I mentioned, I could could talk to you for hours about all this stuff, but we really do appreciate you taking the time to do this interview and share some of your World Junior memories with us. I think it's it's always a privilege to get to hear those firsthand from players. And you did it not only on an off day for you, but during an incredibly busy time of year. So thank you so much for doing this. Uh, best of luck to you and the Jets the rest of the season. And of course, happy holidays. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Uh, always a pleasure to reminisce on those times. It makes me uh, remember and keep those memories fresh as well. So looking forward to tuning into the World Juniors uh, this year and seeing Canada you know, chase the goal and hopefully get another one. A huge thank you again to Josh Morrissey for taking the time to do that interview, especially while he was out and about on an off day, had lots of stuff to do, and still managed to take the time to call in for that one. So I really appreciate it because he's obviously someone who's very passionate about his time at the World Juniors. So it was really cool to get to hear some of those memories. And that's it. That's all for episode 18 of Center Ice and really for 2021 in general. Thanks again to Ridley Gregg, Riley Wichar, and Josh Morrissey, as well as Kevin Strybosch for the interviews. Again, a really great episode, a great way to tee up the World Juniors and build some excitement there. And on that note, thank you to all of our incredible guests in 2021. And a huge thank you to producer Steve for all the work he puts in behind the scenes to get these episodes out, usually on a pretty tight turnaround. But the biggest thank you of all, goes to you for listening. It is an absolute pleasure to host this podcast and highlight the people from around the province who make our game what it is. So I can't wait for another year of Center Ice in 2022. So on behalf of everyone at Hockey Alberta, I'm Ted Emmett. Thanks for listening. Have a safe and happy holiday season. Happy New Year and all the best in 2022. Thank you for listening to the Center Ice podcast. For this episode and more, head to HockeyAlberta.ca. If there's a topic you'd like covered on an upcoming episode, email info at HockeyAlberta.ca.